Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Last year, I went out to Iowa, and I gave a presentation in the evening to a group of a hundred or so people and sharing about Our Lady, especially Our Lady's apparition in Wisconsin and Champion, but also about many of her messages. And the place that hosted the event was a shrine out there called Trinity Heights. And when I think summer, I think road trips. And maybe you'll want to take a road trip this summer to Sioux City, Iowa, and to visit Trinity Heights or any of the other places in Iowa. You know, Iowa is one of those states you kind of drive through to get to different states where you might be going. It's a long drive usually. And what a great way to break it up by visiting a religious place. So today, I'm happy to have invited Terry Hegarty, who is the executive director of Trinity Heights, who's going to share the story of this place with all of us and tell us why we should visit. So thanks so much, Terry, for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Father Edward, for uh, having me on. And uh, we so, so enjoyed your visit last year. And uh, the presentation, a wonderful group came to hear. And uh, this is just a great way to, to promote Trinity Heights Queen of Peace Shrine. And, and uh, thank you again for inviting me on. Yeah, well, maybe first, I think we need to get the background of Trinity Heights because it's kind of this property was acquired and then transformed into this shrine area. So what's the story behind Trinity Heights in general? Well, this Trinity Heights, uh, it's, it's a story in itself. Uh, it was back in the early 1900s, 1911, I believe, when there were a group of priests that came up and in this area... They decided that they needed to have a high school and a college for the youth, the boys of the, that era, if you can believe that. Way back in 1911, they thought they needed guidance for the young men. So they, they petitioned the Vatican, and the Vatican sent some money alone, and they built Trinity High School and College. And that was here on this site uh, until 1949 was the last year the high school was here and Sioux city built a new high school that combined the boys and the girls into one high school. Trinity high school closed Trinity college stayed open, became Trinity prep seminary until 1968. And then it closed for good. So the property here sat abandoned. It sits on a top of a hill overlooking uh, the Floyd River Basin here in the northeast corner of Sioux City. And it started to get run down. And there was a priest, Father Harold Cooper, that had a parish about two miles south of here. And he and his brother, B.D. Cooper, went to school here. So they loved Trinity High School. And Father Harold Cooper was devoted to the Blessed Mother. You know, he just, the Blue Army, uh, it was his devotion to, to bring the message of the Blessed Mother to anyone that would listen. He went on vacation out to California, uh, Santa Clara, and he saw this beautiful statue out there. And he had the idea, the vision, why can't we have a statue like that in Sioux City and, and get a shrine to the Blessed Mother there to bring everyone closer to her? 
So he came back, and the property, as I said, was closed. It was kind of getting run down. A developer had bought it. Uh, it's, this sits right on Floyd Boulevard, which was getting developed into a, a commercial area. So a developer, a developer had the whole property, 53 acres at that time. He reached out to them to say, what would it take to to purchase the property, to get it? And, and they told him at that time it was $325,000. In which he said, of course, I don't have those kind of funds, so I will have to just rethink this. Better yet, we'll pray. So since his devotion to the Blessed Mother was so great, and he had this parish two miles south, they started coming up one carload, two carloads, sometimes three carloads. Every afternoon at 4 o'clock, they came up, they drove up the driveway, they parked in between the buildings, and they said the rosary at 4 o'clock every day. Two years later, the developer calls him up and says, Father, are you still interested in the property? And he said, well, that depends on the price. And they said, if you can come up with $90,000, it's yours. And he said, you know, I think I have the backers to do that. So they purchased the property. After two years of prayer to the Blessed Mother, she made it happen. So they decided that they needed to form a nonprofit corporation, get a board of directors, start deciding what they were going to actually do with the property. Downtown in, in downtown Sioux City, there was a Marion Center bookstore, gift shop, all of that, all with books, religious books, so on and so forth. And, and Dr. David Mack was, he had three of those throughout the United States. He was a friend of one of the people that was behind this movement. They contacted him and said, why would you consider bringing the Marion Center gift shop up here? And he said, I think it's a great idea. I'd love to. So he actually built the first building up here. They, they raised the, the buildings and they constructed the Marion Center gift shop and meeting room. So now they had a place on the property that they could get together and they could formulate a plan and say, exactly what are we going to do? So that was in 1990, the, the initial board of directors, uh, Bill Husted was the owner of Wall Drug in, in South Dakota, very, very famous Wall Drug out in South Dakota. He was on the board and he said, you need to come out to Sturgis, South Dakota and talk to this artist sculptor out there. And so they actually did. They got in their they piled into a station wagon. They drove out to Sturgis, South Dakota, knocked on his door and said, we'd like to talk to you about having building a sculpture, this vision that Father Cooper has of the Blessed Mother. And his first reaction to them was either you guys are crazy or you have an enormous amount of faith because, first of all, I'm not even Catholic. Second of all, I've never done anything out of what the material you're asking or of that magnitude. And they said, they asked him to come up with a small model of what he envisioned, what they wanted. And he did. And they said, you're it, make it. So that's how it started. This, this vision, this group of people, Father Cooper's vision, uh, got together and said, we're going to build a statue. We're going to make a devotion to the blessed mother. And in the long run, it's going to have a statue of 
her son, uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, at the other end of the property. And that's the beginnings of how Trinity Heights came to be. A, a remarkable story, actually. Yeah, and it's an incredible... Uh, it's an incredible campus uh, when you step foot on there because you see the statue of Our Lady. She's on one end. There's the statue of Jesus on the other end. And if I'm not mistaken, the two statues kind of look at each other and um, how they're positioned. And Jesus yeah. is a little taller than Our Lady, 33 feet, I think, compared to 30 feet, if my memory yep. serves. So, um, but then there's so much there as well. I consider it really a great center of catechesis because you have stories of the saints, you have different rosary uh, meditation, like a rosary garden, you have the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, you have apparitions of Our yeah. Lady. It's just, as you walk through, it's kind of like you're getting a, a tutorial of all things Catholicism by a visit there. Yes, that, that you know, that the original thought process was the statue of the Blessed Mother and then a statue of Jesus. And the intertwining is how everything else came together is nothing short of, of miraculous because it just, it just, you cannot sit down and script it to how it went. But the statue, uh, once it went up, they started planning this, the, uh, outdoor cathedral, uh, in leading up to the statue of the sacred heart of Jesus. Now the outdoor cathedral is complete with the stations of the cross. Uh, there's an angel greeting you when you come in, and when you get up towards the foot of Jesus, there is an area there that has the Beatitudes there. Again, another wonderful teaching, just to stop and read the Beatitudes and what it means and how it, uh, each one of us can live those in our everyday lives. So then you up to, up to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and, and uh, it's just... The, the the way that uh, the sculptor Dale Lamphere crafted him is is just amazing. It just it's as if he is looking right into your soul. And there are so many people that um, that come and just are enamored by it. So yes, and, and as you continue around that, then you turn around and look the property over, and there's a big circle that encompasses the outdoor cathedral, and in that circle on three sides to the left and three sides to the right are six approved apparitions of the Blessed Mother. So you can go and you can spend as much time as you wish uh, at Our Lady of Guadalupe, at Our Lady of Lourdes, those various shrines there that sit on the grounds encompassing the outdoor cathedral. So as you proceed on the property, you veer to the left on, onto a little uh, across the stream, and you have St. John the Baptist in the baptism of Christ, and he's leading you into the way of the saints. And that's an, uh, that's an a simply amazing journey in its own. Sixty different saints, uh, their history, their life, uh, a picture of them telling a little bit about them, and they're broken into different little areas on how, whether they were a doctor of the church or a pope or how they were. It really was, it really was thought out very, very well. Uh, you know, we, we are very blessed that it's here in Sioux City and that Father Cooper, he had the vision and, uh, you know, to, to undertake that at that time uh, was simply amazing. You, you would have thought he was crazy, to be honest with you, because you're going to do what in Sioux City? So uh, it's, it, it truly is amazing. 
Now, how did you get involved with Trinity Heights? Well, Trinity Heights was, uh, I actually grew up here in Sioux City. I grew up in a little part of town just north of here called Leeds. And so I knew Trinity High School and College. Uh, in my younger years, uh, when we were playing Little League Baseball, we'd come up and we'd practice behind the uh, auditorium up here. They had a little place we could go practice. And, and uh, then after uh, school, I, I started working for United Parcel Service. My route was here. So I met Father Cooper at that time when the buildings were still here, when he was here saying that this was going to be this unbelievable shrine to the Blessed Mother, and, and you just said, you just scratched your head and said, I don't see it, but I, evidently you do. So, and at that time I met Beanie Cooper and Beanie Cooper was Father Cooper's brother. And he came on as the first executive director. Now Beanie Cooper was a perfect match to Father Cooper. Father Cooper's vision and what needed to happen here was a great idea. Wonderful. But how are you, how are you going to make that happen financially? Beanie Cooper. Beanie Cooper was a tremendous motivator. He was a football coach uh, here in Sioux City. They won a state title as a, as a football team. He went on to be the athletic director at University of South Dakota. From there, he went on to Indiana State University. Everywhere he went, uh, it just he just excelled. And when he retired, was just when they were starting this up. And, and Father Cooper asked him, to come and be the director, and he said, yes, I love the Blessed Mother almost as much as you. I think it's a great idea. I will do it. So I'm coming up, driving my UPS truck. I meet both of the Father Cooper and Beanie Cooper, and of course, Beanie Cooper had that ability to motivate anybody that he could possibly talk to. He just had that, and that's when he brought me in. Uh, when the statue was dedicated uh, in 1993 in June, I actually had a, was participating in a little guitar group in a parish right up uh, about a mile from here. And Beanie asked our little group to come and play the dedication with Bishop Sullins. And, and that was my first foray into Trinity Heights, the Queen of Peace. So from there, I continued to see the progress every day as I came and, and uh, I would deliver here and, and there would be something new and okay, what's next? Oh, there's, there's that. And then when the statue of the sacred heart of Jesus went up was right at the time where uh, my father had passed away, passed away we're from a large family and, and my mother had, had uh, predeceased him by about 20 years. So we put a, bench up there. I, I just love Trinity Heights. I love to come up to the grounds and I would bring my truck up uh, during the day and, and I would pray the rosary here in my truck looking at the Blessed Mother, the statue of the Blessed Mother. So I was already getting involved that, that way and Beanie Cooper reached out to me. Um, well, it's been just a little over 10 years ago now already. It seems time flies. But he said, at that time, I had retired from United Parcel Service. I was a building manager for uh, St. Michael Parish, which is just north of here. And we had done a lot of stuff there, redoing the buildings and the properties. And he said, uh, we'd like to talk to you 
about coming here and being the director. And I looked at him and said, again, it was almost like when they went and talked to Dale, hey, you guys are either crazy or you got the wrong guy because I'm just a you know, retired UPS guy. And they said, no, we think there's more there. So uh, we came, I came in and we talked and, and uh, Beanie sat down with me in the chapel and he said, you know, you're the right guy. You just have to let the Blessed Mother guide you. And I went home and I talked to my wife and I said, you know, I, th- I think this is what I need to do. And she said, well, if, that's, if you feel that strong, you know, of course, I will support you. So uh, I came in a little over 10 years ago. It's been a tremendous opportunity and experience in my life that I couldn't have scripted. If you would have asked me, I would have said, there's no way I'm going to be doing this in this position. But it, is, it has truly been wonderful. This, these 10 years have flown by. We've continued to grow um, as this, this was uh, Trinity Heights Queen of Peace. Uh, in 2017, I uh, appealed to the diocese to uh, give us the shrine designation so we could have that much greater reach to so many. And uh, they awarded us that. Um, we had a 100-year Fatima um, convention uh, downtown and at that time they presented us with a decree designated us as the shrine so it's been a great experience for me uh, I, I'm just I'm so blessed uh, to be here and uh, I, I, I don't know I will see how much longer the uh, Blessed Mother wants me to be here and uh, we'll kind of go from there well what do locals make of the place so um, you know one of the things I realized because I live very close to a Marian shrine and I think that there are a lot of times that a lot of the local people don't even find this treasure or they don't make use of it like they could. So do you get a lot of local people and do you wish there were more that would come? Absolutely wish there were more. You know, we do get that. And, and it seems like not every day, but you'll, you'll be out on the grounds and you'll be working on the grounds and, and walking and, and somebody will be there and, and you'll stop to visit with them and they'll say, this is our first visit here. We didn't even know it was here. And you, you pause to say, how, how can that be? You know, we, we've done, um, we've had been featured on our, our local TV stations in the newspaper, but yes, uh, that is, that is a, a desire of ours. Uh, we have so many people that will find us and their travels uh, they will come from all over the United States and even all over the world. We have people from South America, uh, Africa, uh, Europe. It, it, it's amazing the, the guests that have signed our book and where they're all from. And then, yes, there's, there's a, a number from Sioux City, but not the numbers that we would like to see. Uh, traditionally, uh, nights and weekends are very, very busy. We do have a parking lot that's full, and, and uh, those are the majority of those are residents of Sioux City and the surrounding area. We're unique in the in the position that we sit right in the corner of Iowa, which borders South Dakota. You go over the river of the Big Sioux River, and you're in South Dakota. You go over the river of the Missouri, and you're in Nebraska. So we have a little triangle here of states. So we do have that little uh, quadrant of people that do make the effort to come and visit. And, and once they come, they're just just starstruck by the the peace, the tranquility, the uh, what you feel on the grounds is is simply amazing. So 
uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, again, you, you, people will say, I didn't even know this is my first time or yeah, we're, we've come all the time. So it's a, it's a double, um, how do you, how do you bridge that? You know, uh, if you have an unlimited resource, you could advertise nonstop, but of course we don't. Um, we are a nonprofit. All of our revenue is generated through donations, uh, from our visitors and from a, a mailing list that supports us. But, uh, you know, we, we, it's been a challenge from the beginning. That was part of the, uh, issue. The, one of the challenges that Father Cooper, uh, faced when they started it up, you know, back in the late eighties, when he had this vision, when he acquired the property, all the, the diocese of Sioux city and the parish priests weren't all on board. They were like, Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You're going to do this and it's not going to be a shrine and who's going to run it. And are you going to take funds out of our parishes to do that? And, uh, so it was a challenge getting it started. Um, and, and the people of Sioux city went, well, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know if I'm buying in totally on what this priest is seeing. And, and, uh, of course, those that had the devotion to the Blessed Mother all jumped on board. He had a group, uh, oh, a group of a hundred loyal people that came up and and worked tirelessly and prayed with him tirelessly. Uh, the four o'clock rosary is still prayed every day, and that's that's a group that still comes up and prays. So it's a challenge uh, trying to get the word out, uh, trying to get people. Uh, just to know we're here, yes. You mentioned that you get people from other states, even other countries that come, and I kind of am envisioning that maybe they don't go there specifically for Trinity Heights, but they're in the area, and so they look for things to do. And, you know, when I visited, I was staying in a little hotel, and so I uh, typed in attractions in Sioux City just to see what I could do. And you were one of the top 10 trip advisor recommendations for a visit to Sioux City. So I imagine that a lot of people find it that way. And that's one of my recommendations is that if you're doing summer traveling or if you're traveling any other time, even for work, for business, like if you're going to a city, well, just look up like, shrines around me or something like that and see if there's a place you can go and a lot of times you know you may be able to go to the sacrament of reconciliation you'll be able to go to mass so you'll have all of those things uh, offered to you by one of these little visits absolutely TripAdvisor is good um there's there's some books out Marion Amberg wrote one, uh, Monuments, Marvels, and Miracles. We are in that book, along with so many other places in the United States that you can go and, and visit. You know, you can, some of them are a drive, a day drive, some of them are an hour drive, some of them are, you plan a whole trip around it. You know, you, you make a loop. Uh, we do get busloads that they will make a, uh, an effort. And I'll give a for instance of, Minnesota and, and South Dakota, which, which are both in close proximity, they'll say, okay, we want to go to Branson, Missouri. So they'd get in the bus with a bunch of people and they'd head to Branson, Missouri, and they'll stop here on the way back because it's a, because it is a wonderful place to come and visit. So they'll come and they'll plan their visit and they'll make the stop here and, and, and they're so glad they did. So it has that opportunity. You, you reach out and look at those resources that are available and, and plan your trip. You know, we're, we're blessed that in the Diocese of Sioux City, we have the Grotto of the Redemption, which is a couple hours away. But 
it is a very beautiful shrine in its own. So um, if you if you look, there's places to come, and, and uh, it, it, you won't regret it. It's just beautiful to go, to make those trips. Uh, what's your vision for the future? What do you hope uh, Trinity Heights will continue to do and accomplish in the years ahead? Well, we just completed the Divine Mercy Garden. That was really fresh when you were here with your visit last year. That, you know, Trinity Heights, the Queen of Peace, we promote that uh, here. That's part what, part of what we do for the Diocese of Sioux City. We put on the novena, the nine-day novena, and then uh, Divine Mercy Sunday celebration. We've done that since... Uh, since 2004, I believe, and we continue to do that. We did this area up here to get that wonderful message out. This gift, divine mercy, it's available to everybody. That that's our immediate thing that we've done. Our next, our next hope, our next dream is a freestanding chapel. You know, we have a very small chapel, the Divine Mercy Chapel, and it seats about 30. But we have so many groups that want to come. Uh, we, have, we have schools that bring classes. Uh, we have tour groups that want to come and bring a bus or two. And when they visit, when they come, they want to go to church here. They want to go to mass. They want to go to confession here on the site. They want to receive Jesus in, in the body and blood, soul, and divinity. So that's a challenge for us right now in our very small chapel. So we've begun. We have plans in place early drawings uh, brought up and uh, now we're waiting on architects uh, finalized pictures and the line item bids so we can set that out and we have went to uh, bishop nicholas bishop of the diocese of sioux city and we have sought and received his the diocese approval to proceed to build this chapel um, it will be right over, if you remember, when you were stood in front of the statue of Father Harold Cooper. He will be at the front door, and the chapel will be pointed right to the Blessed Mother. This, that's where it all started here. And we thought, what a better place to put this little chapel here that would seat about 140. That's what the plans have drawn up. Uh, to get back here so we can accommodate those pilgrims that want to come and, and uh, come to Mass and, and go to confession. Uh, so that's on our, on our radar right now. That's where our plans are. And then after that would be a full-time chaplain. You know, we've, we're kind of reaching out, sending out a little, some feelers, trying to get someone of uh, one of the priests of, of Faith of Our Fathers or Immaculate Conception or somebody that has a, maybe a priest that would, they do a lot of missionary work. They travel a lot. They do um, seminars and speaking. Maybe they could base that out of here. That's kind of our hope, our dream. And then have that message and their message and our message all come together right here on this, as one of our priests calls it, the Holy Hill of, of Trinity Heights, Queen of Peace. Well, that's great. It's a beautiful place to visit. If you're looking for a road trip, you want to go on a little getaway, don't know where to go, maybe Sioux City is one of those places, and then you can use it as a kind of a gateway. Go somewhere else, but go through Sioux City and stop there at this beautiful place. I, I thank you so much, Terry, for sharing this story of Trinity Heights. It's an, it's an incredible story, and the fact that it was the vision of one priest and how that vision has unfolded 
and how it continues to invite people day after day, year after year, is just really incredible. Yeah, it is something that the Blessed Mother could only have only be here because of her desires and, and to make this known. And, uh, you know, the statue is there and she's reaching out with her left hand and with her right hand, she's pointing to her son. And that's what we're all about here. You know, come and pray the rosary, pray the, pray the rosary every day and get closer to her son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father Edward, for inviting me on and uh, letting me get the message out about Trinity Heights. You can go visit our webpage, trinityheights.com. There's a lot of pictures. It's been newly redesigned. So I encourage you, if you are thinking about a trip, to go take a look at the webpage, and, and you will truly see how beautiful this place is. And I encourage you to reach out to us, uh, plan a visit, and come soon. And, again, to get the message out, we love your podcast and, and uh we follow you on Instagram and, and love seeing everything you put out. And uh, God bless you and your work. And uh, let's talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I am honored by how many people listen to How They Love Mary. I hope that you'll continue to listen over the upcoming months as we continue to go through lesson by lesson my book, How They Love Mary, 28 Life-Changing Stories of Devotion to Our Lady. If you were touched by today's episode, consider sharing it on social media. And if you haven't already done so, please rate and review the podcast so that it might help others find it as well. Again, thanks so much for listening. Know of my prayers for you. Please pray for me. God bless you and Mary intercede for you.